Okay, perfect. Then let's get started. And by get started, what I mean to say is begin. And by begin, what I mean is to... At first, we were not doing it, but now we are doing the Enemy Slime Podcast. Episode number 205. I am your usual host, Jared. And I am joined today by Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey, you. I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hey, you. I... I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. So wait, Jared, what did you mean by get going? Oh, we're going to start the podcast. So before we were doing the pre-show, but now it's the podcast. So that started that started right now. And by now, oh. I mean right the second, so that I can introduce you to Mr. J. Joseph Jr. You feeling lucky, punk. Oh, he's uh, he's feeling extra Western after our discussion there. But that was very hard, though. I, I, I yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I guess that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, that's have my, we started yet? I mean, should we restart? Should we start over? <laughs> I thought we did start. Okay, well, so we're starting. But what are we starting? Why it's the Enemy Slime Podcast? We can't do this again. We can't do this every time we have a podcast. <laughs> People, people will definitely stop listening if we, yeah. if we do this every time. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Not a lot to uh, discuss this week, but there are a couple little items that I do want to touch upon. Uh, one just recently came through in the news, and we hit on it in the chat just a little bit, and it feels like it can be a pretty brief subject, but I thought it was particularly interesting. Shadow of War uh, announced today that they are dumping their microtransactions uh, from the game in July. So it's a long ways away still. It's, what, three months at least? Yep. Um, but in July, they will patch out microtransactions. So you have until then uh, to spend any money that you've saved up in that game uh, in the shop. <laughs> Uh, so get it yes. while it's good. So get it get it while it's good. Now they are keeping in the ability to buy loot crates that have like the equipment, uh, but the ability to buy orcs is going away. Um, and I guess presumably they're also changing Shadow Wars so that you no longer need to buy orcs, uh, which which would presumably be a good change in uh, in that game. But uh, we were just talking about it today, and none of us got far enough in the game to actually play the Shadow War segment. So. Yeah. Yeah, got boring. I don't know how any of us really feel about it. Yeah, indifferent. You, you, I, I said maybe now it's worth getting, and all three of you chimed in with it's not good yep. anyway. Yeah, it's just it's just it it's more Shadow of Mordor. So I mean, I guess that's something. If it's like, well, what a bummer! I thought I would really enjoy more Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not to say I didn't. I played uh, the first few like uh, maps and and had a pretty good time, but. Is it, is it like a, I never asked. Is it like a new map or is it the old one? No, it's new. Everything everything that you explore is new. Um, Although I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't have been surprised with the way things turned out. It's just it's kind of like I mean, first of all, the story is like goofy as fuck. Um, and and the orcs. Hey, what what what's goofy about turning the like the crazy monstrous spider into a hot lady? I mean, that might be some of the less goofy stuff. And she wasn't even that hot. She looked fugly. She needed a hotter model. Yeah. Well, I played forty-eight hours. Did yeah, you really? I played quite a bit too, surprisingly. Yeah. I I bet I I bet I was touching into like the twenty or thirty-hour mark. Uh, I played quite a bit, um, but it just it didn't resonate with me like the other one did, and I I never felt it necessary to like carry on and and finish it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's interesting. 
it's a it's a shame. Uh, and all it really would have taken is just a little bit more uh, work in the Nemesis system. Just a little bit more of uh, people remembering me and remembering specific events and like uh, Man Pig. Yeah. Um, I think the game really suffers from having a different roster in every level that you go to. Uh, be- oh, really? that's what? Up. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do they? How do you get that wrong? So instead of like one pervasive, I mean, the first game has this too. Like when you're in Mordor, it's a different group of orcs than when you're in like the human uh, level. Um, but this is way worse because there's like six different zones that yeah, you can I was go to. Say it's only like the two zones in the first one. Yeah, so mm. there's a, there's a lot more places that you go to, and every time you go there, it swaps out the roster for a completely different group, and so you don't really like spend as much time with the same orcs over and over again and like really get used to them like you did in the first one. It really spreads things out in a way that doesn't... Hmm? The zones are barely different, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're very, very identical. So, I don't know. It just... So, I, and then I, once you once you start once you start like running into like the same orcs again like like the bard like it's fun the first time you run into the bard but then you find another guy who's also a bard and says the exact same things and yeah uh, then it then I it heard really... that that was a bigger problem than what you were talking about like that for some reason there's less variety in the orcs now than there was in the other one that might be true <laughs> I'd almost be willing ridiculous. to believe that yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I I had a quick comment about uh microtransactions. Yeah, tell me about them. You love them. I oh, I love them all. I like I like buy every single thing and every single real money transaction shop I find. Well, but, I Jay, have you beat? I buy stuff for games I don't own. That's how much I love them. Damn, he does have you beat. That is a lot of love. That is a lot of love. Um, so so the Shadow of War is like following Battlefront. Two in their uh, microtransaction decision, and yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, I'm and, wondering. I'm know, wondering if this will become a trend where we'll see a triple I'm, A. I'm game hoping it will be. Um, Me- Metal Gear Survive is, um, you know, they're, they they haven't made any indication that they're going to take microtransactions out, but every time uh, something happens on the server or something like that, they're forced to like dole out tons and tons of rewards. So it kind of makes it makes their microtransaction system kind of pointless like they're self-defeating um i am hoping this is a trend like i don't think it's the start of a trend but i want it to be a trend where game companies are like oh shit isn't working out i want it to be a trend where they take the microtransactions out from the beginning but unfortunately what i meant is i think it's going to be a trend where they release a game get as many microtransaction dollars as they can, and then a year later, once the game stops selling, then release microtransactions in a hope that they can oh, get a second shit. wave of people. Right. That's actually, like, an even worse marketing strategy than what's going on now. Yeah. I don't like that. I could totally are- see that being a, the lesson that they take away from this. Before, before they lesson being no microtransactions, the first lesson will be get it while it's hot, and then once it dies down, uh, then strip it out. I, I will say that um, my reaction to Battlefront 2 stripping out microtransactions was basically the same as your reactions to Shadow of War, because now that it's taken out, I still don't have any desire to go back and play again. Because the problem is that they already designed the game with microtransactions in mind, so it's still kind of you know grindy and shitty. Well, can you imagine if you like really put in the time and did like the 30 hours it takes to get Han Solo... And then the fucking next uh, month fuck. they announced they're ripping out microtransactions. I'd I'd lose my shit. 
Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not the type of person who'd play the game that long to get the hero anyway. But yeah. uh, I mean, take any achievement that you had in a video game and now imagine that it just got removed. Um, hell, I'd, I'd be mad. I'd be just as mad if I spent 50 bucks to get Han Solo. That would be upsetting too. So I don't know. It seems like it's just kind of set up to upset the fans and then kind of underwhelm everybody else. But I still feel like they're probably going to... That's probably the, the move that's going to happen. This is going to become a common thing where they, they release a game, get the whales, and collect big bucks from them. And then for the rest of us, they're like, hey, guys, great news. We heard you loud and clear. You don't want microtransactions. So we took them out of this game nobody's buying. Like, all right, cool. Uh, that sounds awful. You know what? Good, because <laughs> they're going to do it, and it's going to work, and we're going to get exactly what we deserve. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, do we deserve any of this, really? <laughs> what, what have we done, the consumer? Keep buying the shit. If, uh, I don't know. I don't know that that's true because I. Yeah, I, I don't think the sales for this I, game were that good. I like. Well, it's I, not a very I, good game, so yeah. But in general, because because I and this has come up a lot for me lately because Far Cry Five is kind of my only big AAA buy in a while. Um, like Metal Gear Survive was impromptu, but I you know it was already at a reduced cost, and then I got another discount on top of it, so that was what. Fine. Uh, I, I, what fun AAA games have you denied yourself in the past six months? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't even remember what the fuck came out at the end of the year. Um, mm. What did come out at the end of the year? What came out at the end of quarter four and three? Because I... Persona 5 was something else that I had reserved for a very long time. Um, so, but I have a question. Uh, yeah. if so, presumably now there's a whole debate to be had. There's a whole secondary debate to be had as to whether or not this is true, but there's a common argument that's made that is just that it costs a lot more than it used to cost to make games. And $60 as a price point is no longer profitable. Now that could be totally bullshit. Um, but let's just pretend that it's not for a minute. Would you guys accept games being raised to $70 as a standard MSRP in exchange for no longer uh, receiving microtransactions and those kind of models in the games. That's fine. Yep. Yes, but you need to give me the whole game. I don't want pre-order bonuses. I don't want, you know, uh, we are... Yeah, yeah, so we go, we go, we go, back, to, uh, we go back to 1993 PC uh, era gaming, where, like, what you buy in the box is what you get... And if you ever get something else, it's an expansion that is like totally different that they made after the fact. Yes, then yes. Yeah, because there was a time yeah. where that model was profitable um, and it spawned a gigantic industry. And there's a debate to be made as to whether it's inflation that's caused the problem or if it's just an industry that's just grown top heavy. And Inflation hires... in the past few years has been negligible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, So that's bullshit. Um... I think that maybe, uh, maybe what, I, what I would say is what I would say is in the triple A arena, there might be a case to be made for that because um, you know diminishing res um, diminishing results in basically graphics have kicked in long ago. Like uh -huh. you know, there wasn't really much difference between the sixth and seventh generation, and between like the seventh and eighth, there's like nothing. Right. Um, but it does take a lot of man hours to like fucking, you know, program every, you know, 
blade of grass on a field or whatever yeah. bullshit they're doing. So I could buy that, but at the same time, I mean, I there's like now more than ever indies making like games that are okay with like you know uh, bubble gum and you know uh, clip and then like you know shoestring. So uh, I, I'm having a hard time buying that argument. I think it's more I mean, an excuse. The, 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 thing, the thing is, is that it doesn't really matter whether or not the argument is true because C-level executives in the AAA industry have decided that it is true. Right. Uh, and so for all intents and purposes, it is true, even now, if it just let, means that their companies are like top heavy and, and run poorly. And Let me put my I, publisher I, hat on for a second here and say, what if, what if we move the games to 70 and still do everything else? I was going to say, that's what they're going to do. Thinking. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. I yeah. mean, I've, I'm pretty confident once we get an, a, another generation out, like a PlayStation 5 or whatever comes next, I, I bet that's the move that we make. I actually do want to answer um, Michael's question because, first of all, I'm, I'm looking at the list of games that was released in the last um, quarter and in the first quarter of this one besides uh, Far Cry 5, and there's a lot. Uh, I don't even know the price point for a lot of these because I ignore them altogether, but there is a lot of shit that I skipped um there's like xenoblade chronicles 2 which i didn't touch uh danganronpa i actually intentionally missed that one because i wasn't paying 60 dollars for that one um there's a couple that i bought because i got sick and that's a little different i like something to entertain myself while i'm recovering but um i don't know i i feel like price point especially as an adult (laughs) comes up a big deal a lot for me and i i do feel like that when i see a game that gets over that twenty dollar threshold. That's when I start. I have to ask asking questions about my life. When it's like, when it's a twenty dollar purchase once a month, I feel like that's an expendable cost. I feel like that's from like the disposable income, and I can go ahead and do that. Um, when it's like a sixty dollar game, and I'm not even sure, as we were saying, that the content is complete. Uh, like, there's one that uh, uh, was like Marvel versus Capcom finish. I'm not sure. I don't even remember. Uh, the news over that one. So the reality, the reality, Jared, at least for me, is that I haven't. I only really paid for sixty dollars for a game if I'm either reviewing it for the site or if I'm really, really interested in it. Otherwise, I usually just wait until it, uh, you know, it goes down in price. Yeah, which is yeah. just a smart decision anyway. Um, the the yeah. follow up to this is: Will you reward a game that doesn't have microtransactions and releases at full price? And that game is Detroit Become Human. From David Cage, uh, can I get you all to commit to a pre-order right now? Did, 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 you, did you just do this to like <laughs> trap me into buying yeah. Detroit Become Human? It was basically, yeah. I want, I want to convince you. Someone guys. has to review it. Oh no! You know that. You know that. I, like I, I it, right, with Lucio, the exception of Integral Prophecy, that I paid seven dollars I mean, for. If Jared is willing David to Cage pay for it, I will review me. Detroit Become Human. Every, yeah. every single David Cage game I played for free, except for Indigo Prophecy, which I got for seven bucks. I, I, think, I, uh, I think I got Heavy Rain like on release day. Like I was hyped for Heavy Rain. I bought it shortly after you told me how great it was. Yeah. What I a mean, dick move, Jared. Parts of it are great. There's, yeah, there's, no, I still really like it. Even though it is David, made by a crazy person. In fact, actually, every funny David enough, game. Uh, Heavy Rain came up when Michael and I were playing A Way Out uh, as being a game yes. that like actually has teeth, whereas A Way Out has no teeth. I feel like I feel like every David Cage game has like great moments, but that doesn't make them good games. Yeah, that's true. 
That's fair. That's not a that's not an unfair assessment. I think that like I would say that uh, the one scene in in Heavy Rain where you were like cutting your fucking hand to save your son was probably one of the like most visceral gaming experiences that I ever had. There's a few, and of it will the, probably uh, be with me forever. There's, Looks there's like it really few, hurt. Uh, there, there's a few scenes in that game like that, uh, and actually, I would submit. Uh, the part where you get uh, trapped in that guy's basement and he's coming at you with the saw. Oh yeah, that was part you, of it too. You got to admit I, that's pretty well done. Like I yeah. thought it was actually really fucking goofy because if you uh, don't do the button prompts, a Mormon missionary comes to the door like four times to save you at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. See, and so some of that, yeah. I mean, all, both games or all of his games have this problem where you can really easily break an illusion uh, with it. Um, and, uh, I even kind of found this with the way out where like we would deliberately fail a quick time event just to see what would happen. And it usually, it can feel really goofy if the game gives you too long to hit the quick time event. Um, yeah. because it, it just, it feels like there's a lot of tension, but then the second that you test it to see if there is really tension, you find out there isn't. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, and heavy rain's definitely guilty of that. In fact, heavy rain, uh, you know, if you, if you deliberately try to kill one of the characters, you are almost like uh, 25 to 40% of the way through the game before it's even possible. <laughs> well, yeah, it goes on longer than it. I mean, obviously you're not supposed to try to kill the characters, but if you go back and try to do it, it's pretty ridiculous how little opportunity there really is. Yeah, you can, you can make it pretty far in the game. And I don't entirely blame them because that game would be really fucking complex if you accidentally <laughs> killed one of the four... POV characters like in the first scene. Um, Where's the murderer? Like what? Is, as you're, as you're running around, uh, games, like try to work around it though. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I'd still be really interested in a game that just like totally committed to the idea, and like you could fall down the escalator while looking for Sean and snap Ethan's neck, and the the game would just carry on. Um, I'd I'd like that a lot. I'd be really interested in that. <laughs> did um did I tell you guys that I tried the latest hit from Peter Molyneux? Oh God, what is he? What what did he even make? What did he do? Betrayal. Oh, is it out? Yeah, I, I'm playing it on my phone. It's a. I feel like this is the second or third time we discovered the trail had been released on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it is well, entirely is this, possible, did, Michael. Did anyone like play it before, or do we have like? No, man. Why would we play the trail? Oh, yeah, I feel like I do remember this being out. <laughs> it got published uh, by Congregate, the Flash game oh, website. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, it's reviews wow, it looks are, like shit. Its reviews are very positive. Do you, do you want to hear my reflections on the trail? Yeah, tell oh, me Oh, you can dress it. like a pirate. No wonder you played it. <laughs> I didn't know you could dress like a pirate. Wow. I'm, I'm, like, dressed like a Native American right now. I, I had no clue you could dress like a pirate. Sure. Uh, it doesn't matter anyway, because once you walk long enough, your clothes fall apart and you got to throw them away. <laughs> what? Hot. Yeah. So like the trail, as it describes, as you walking on a really long trail and as you're walking along the trail, you can uh, collect items and um, use these items like every 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 few miles or meters or whatever it is on the trail you come up along a campfire, and then at the campfire, you craft items, and then trade things with other players, um, and keep walking, and you keep walking, and you keep walking, 
And that's basically the game. It's a, it's a literal walking simulator. What's at the end uh, of the trail? I have no idea. Oh, well, <laughs> see, that, seems, that seems like the thing that you got to get to. It seems like you, you got to you, you get to. You got a little cinematic with all of the trails that you went through, and then you're back to the beginning. Remember when well, you, have to, uh, you have to like sometimes repeat a trail, a, a, a big portion of the trail anyway, because you have to go back in order to get items and make sure you have enough money to go forward. And like, oh, so there's you, a big, you, back, you, have, you have to walk backwards too. No, you don't walk backwards. You just like pick another an earlier part of the trail to jump back to, and then you just walk back over it. Um, and and you have to keep in mind everything, every single thing that you have that you craft that you do to upgrade your character. All of that is like finite, and it goes away. So if you get more stamina, which is represented by hearts, um, thanks to your gear, that gear is going to like deteriorate after a while, and you'll be back to one heart. So. It's a very real possibility that you'll just pass out on the trail. And when that happens, um, and another player comes across like your body, they have the option to either help you or steal your stuff. And you can guess what happens like 100% of the time in the trail. They help you. Um, no. <laughs> no. No, no. They, they Has take Peter not, not realized yet that people are fucking horrible human beings? <laughs> Hey, I did it the first time I saw, I found someone passed out too, and like my little guide was like, "Hey, I didn't take I you mean, for the feeding type." <laughs> I I did uh, I did put stuff back on the cube back when we were playing that game. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, man. But you were just making my point, though. Felt good. Um, <laughs> the uh, so I get here's a question: Do you think people would have taken it easier on Fable if they got to see it side by side with this? <laughs> like uh, I do think that. Like if you got, yeah. I bet if you went back and played Fable Two after playing the trail, you'd be like, "Wow, he, there really was something there." <laughs> Fable Two was fun. I know. I I actually really like it. It's one of the. Uh, I I don't think I got a perfect score on it on uh, my gamer tag, but I'm pretty close. I I played a lot of that game. So, um, uh, Fable Two was fun too. It was just not what he promised. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing See, about that's a that thing. series. You under, you, yeah, well, that's the thing about Peter Molyneux. Yeah, it's a it's a tale as old as time. I wrote a very long <laughs> article about it. I know, uh, I know. For the site. <laughs> you did. Uh, it's a really should, good article too. You should revise it with the new editions. I mean, it actually sounds like he's gotten, believe it or not, a little better. So. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> and and hear me out on this. I think we need to get him back to where he was before because his games are worse. So when he's being realistic, his games suck. I, we need him to like go back to being the dreamer. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you fix uh, this. Um, <laughs> man, you can't even buy Goddess anymore. You can only buy Goddess Wars. Oh my God! Really? I assume that gives you a copy of Goddess. Yeah. So why uh, it just rolled sure. it together? Neither, <laughs> neither one is even close to done. Goddess Wars is embarrassingly not done, um, but the trail's out, so that's cool. God yeah, damn, this is out. a long article. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good article. <laughs> yeah, what's a good one? There's a lot to say about Peter Molyneux. So uh, I don't understand why is the version of the trail on steam for money and the one uh because they removed microtransactions 
okay. now what that game looks without micro looks like without microtransactions i don't know i'm not i'm not really sure how that works um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's a, it's just a fifteen dollar flat I, fee. I get I guess you don't yeah I guess you don't pass out that much. Yeah, presumably uh, presumably not as often. Um, man, there's some uh, there's some trash on Steam right now. Just clicking clicking. There's, there's always some trash on Steam. Yeah, it's pretty That's much ninety percent on Steam right now. <laughs> there's a Planet of the Apes VR game though. That's uh, sweet. That's pretty I only wanted cool. to be one of the apes. Um. Well, should we uh, should we talk a little bit about uh, a way out and its uh, unfortunate end that Michael and I came to? Wait till yeah, you guys find out. Um, man, yeah, I know you guys were really invested in finding out how this was going to work out for us. Um, but this we, is the biggest like story that I've seen this year. It it is. It's it's huge. Oh, and fuck, uh, do I owe this one? I actually, uh, I, I had the ending got really hyped up for me. Uh, Kotaku had like a, a write up on it where they were like the a way out ending, uh, and and the girl like took a picture of her face after she beat the game, and she has like tears running down her face. Um, and so I, I'm uh, sorry to to have to ask Jared, but yeah, uh, you believe them? I mean, I I didn't know what to expect anymore. I expected it to be bad because they seem to like the game when the game isn't very good. Okay, okay. Uh, That's just, just making sure. So yeah, that sounds about right. I, I figured basically, like, given that I hadn't been able to buy into anything else from this game so far, that I probably wasn't going to be able to buy into the ending. Um, whereas they seemed to buy into the game almost immediately, uh, despite being just, like, so terribly acted and uh, just poorly written. And it has it has these moments that are supposed to be like homages to movies, but they wind up feeling embarrassing almost. <laughs> um, the the final boss literally runs out onto a balcony with a grenade launcher and shouts, "Come and get me, you guys!" and then like shoots a grenade launcher at you. Uh, and it is it is pull for pull uh, from Scarface. Nice. And it's just to the and point then we went and got him to the point where it's just like embarrassing. Like it it just it looks goofy as shit. Um, it's really, it was really cool when Vice City did it because Vice City had like its own style and competent voice actors and like a villain who was really interesting. Um, and it's a parody. And, you, and it was basically Scarface. Yeah, it was a parody of Scarface. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this game, it just, it, it, it falls completely flat and hits all the wrong notes. Um, so I'm, I'm going to spoil the game. Does anybody care? No. 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 All right. Good deal. So Michael and I are are two people. Uh, I'm Leo, the wise talking criminal, and Michael is uh, uh, James, or what was the his name? Middle aged banker. Uh, the the middle aged banker Vincent, set up for murder by Harvey. So we go and we and we set out to kill Harvey, the big bad, and we parachute into his complex and we <laughs> and we kill him. And uh, in the game's most shocking twist. It turns out that Vincent was an undercover cop the whole time, and uh, now Leo is under arrest. Um, oh, no. Except, rather than be under arrest, Leo decides to not be under arrest. And he didn't want to be under arrest. He didn't want to be under arrest. And so, <laughs> Wait, so, so <laughs> hold on. I'm not uh, sure that's how it works. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was how it worked for me. Vincent wasn't sure about that either. Yeah. <laughs> 
That reminds me of the um, the Aqua Teen episode where um, Frylock comes out with cancer and Meatwad says, well, did you tell the doctor that you don't have cancer? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> and so uh, the the back of the game, and this is, a, this is a tradition that's, you know, as old as time. When you get to the end of Streets of Rage, if you play it co-op, uh, you wind up fighting each other. Uh, right. At the end of Castle Crashers, at the end of each That's... level in Castle Crashers, uh, you wind up fighting each other. That seems like Double like, Dragon. So obvious. Uh, Double Dragon, yeah. The end of Double Dragon, you wind up fighting each other. And so, much like those games that came before it, A Way Out ends with the two of you fighting each other in what turns out to be like a pretty long. I, I thought we were like done with the game after we killed Harvey, but there's still like a whole like hour maybe 45 yeah. minutes worth of game afterwards that pits the two of you together and uh or against, that take against an each hour? other rather um well so that, first that it starts with a boat chase first first leo jumps in a boat to run from the police and uh michael chased me from a helicopter and tried to shoot out my boat engine um and then he finally cornered me in a warehouse and we had a huge gun battle and machine gun duel a machine gun duel and then, uh, now this is where it kind of goes to bullshit. Um, there are multiple moments in the game where you have to tap X really quickly and really hard. Uh, I, I, t- I told Michael a story. When I was younger, I had to actually call a friend and have a friend come over and uh, beat the torture segment in Metal Gear Solid for me. Um, <laughs> because I just don't have the ability to tap the button that fast. I, I just can't do it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but I'm not good at it. I can so. see how uh, a clever Michael would uh, take advantage of that. Well, he didn't really get so much get to take advantage of it as the games programmed yeah, like uh, the games programmed like fucking bullshit ass. So we get into this machine gun battle, and I very clearly prevail. And then, rather than reward the person who did the best in the machine gun battle. The game ends with uh, basically you guys fall onto a roof and a gun falls in between the two of you and you tap square to see who will get it first. (laughs) Now, I will say, I get the feeling that because my health was so much lower, I had a disadvantage at the tapping. But I think it's unfair that after you did so well, the game failed to take into account your little girly fingers and then, you know... (laughs) Let me let me beat the game based on that one scene. So anyway, so so what happened? Uh, Michael got the gun and he shot me in the chest. And rather than there's, they have this retarded moment where you can see that they like respect each other and they like hold hands while Leo dies. <laughs> um, and it's fucking stupid because if you actually like had any respect or love for this guy, you'd fucking brain him so that he wasn't suffering. Um, what he should have done was been like, you won, put me out of my misery or something, and then you, you dome him. Um, you got it, buddy. But instead, you just, instead you just sit there and watch him die slowly in the rain, and it really feels like the opposite of compassion. <laughs> well, you know, we sat there holding hands for so long, I thought I was going to, like, pick you up and we were going to go turn you in, but instead you just, we just looked I, I was at like, each other's yeah, eyes as you died. My immediate question as to, like, why it had to be an hour long is, is you know why didn't you just shoot each other and i figured 
in my head, I was like, oh, well, the cop must still want to arrest him. So it seems kind of pointless to go through all that and then not arrest him. Yeah, the, I, the cop did still want to arrest him. Um, but uh, by the end, there was... I, I feel like, at the very least, my shooting was justified. Um, but whether or not I deserve to be shot <laughs> is, is up for debate. And I assume that there's a follow-up ending where I could have shot Michael and gone and told his wife and unborn child that... Uh, that I blew well, her husband born. away. Like, oh yeah, the child had been born. That's right. The child is yeah. born during the course of the game. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, and, and, and what genre was this game again? Uh, oh, uh, the longest segment of gameplay is a shooter segment, um, where you're where you're breaking into Harvey's compound and shooting guards and and going about it that way. Um, but up until then, you're doing all kinds of random shit. You're you're driving cars. You're doing quick time events. You're uh, rafting down a river. Um, so it's WarioWare. Yeah, it's WarioWare. It's WarioWare with a cohesive story that isn't very mm. good. Sounds yeah. like it's a worse WarioWare. It it could have been it could have been really good. And I I, I want to really emphasize like I love the concept and I just hate all of the delivery. Like this game. <laughs> Yeah, this game needs double the budget. If this was like a Naughty Dog game and had all the same like, I was, I, I was about to say, isn't isn't like the concept of this game just Uncharted Four? That's what they're aping. They're they're very much aping Naughty Dog and trying to get that cinematic feel. But here's the thing: that fucking cinematic feel costs a fuck ton of money and requires a huge team and a lot of polish. And this game does not have that kind of backing, funding, or voice acting, or anything else to hold it up. And so if you would like Uncharted, if it was made by half the people for half the money with no one who speaks English as a native language uh, voice acting, then yeah, you're going to love A Way Out. It's perfect for you. Excellent. If, if, if the charm of Uncharted to you is uh, top tier industry voice actors, mocap, and a really, really competent studio, uh, then this game will almost certainly disappoint. So anyway... Uh, Who was those things? Dang criminals! Dang criminals! Yeah, we we uh, we. <laughs> oh man, there there's a there's a, a scene where you uh, where you break into an old couple's house and to so that you can steal their clothes and their uh, <laughs> and their not car. the clothes they're wearing. No, but you you steal their clothes, which are oddly fashionable. Uh, once you put them on. And fit you, uh, despite the fact they're two frumpy old people. Right, he's like this big old fat guy, and you have no problem wearing his clothes the rest of the game. Um, but uh, they, they didn't record a lot of dialogue for the old guy, and if he if he shoots you, uh, which he did a couple times because we kept failing some of our timing, um, he just goes, "Damn criminals!" Like, like, like something that you would say if if like you caught a mouse in your house, like "Damn mice!" You know, like he's just. Oh, these pesky criminals always coming in my house and stealing my clothing. Hey, man, he he, he got it from the war, okay? It's just, uh, yeah, he, he probably... I don't know which war, just the, the war. war. on crime. Well, it took us... A, a lot of people talked about the war in this game, and it took us a while to figure out it was Vietnam. Um, toward, <laughs> Towards the end, Michael made me stop. So, uh, you know, they, they, they have all the hits, huh? Michael made me stop talking to people. Uh, so, wait, what, what well, era is this game in? Uh, 1972. Yeah. No wait, seventy two. Yeah, that was the date on your grave. Oh, after was I it? killed you. Damn, you even remember the date on my grave? This is a true friend. So I will say, 
there's a lot of people you can talk to in just about every scene. And everyone you talk to is a complete fucking waste of time because they have something stupid to say and they give you a, a dialogue choice that means absolutely nothing, does nothing. Yeah. Rude. There's a, there, there, you'll be in like the hospital and you'll walk up to uh, a lady and, and you'll talk to her and you'll be like, what's your problem? And she'll be like, I, I fell off a ladder and I threw out my hip. And you'll be like, and then you can either say to her like, well, feel better. Or you could say like, well, you know, next time don't climb a ladder. And, uh, and no matter what, it doesn't matter what you pick. Like there's no reason for the choice to be there at all. Uh, it's, it's, it's goofy. Sometimes the game does give you kind of cool choices and it's interesting too, cause you both have to agree on it. Um, and so you, you might have to like potentially talk someone into like doing something a certain way. Um, and that can lead to like totally different segments. Like in the last mission, you have the choice to parachute in or like start down the road and, uh, that'll change totally how that like segment plays out. So you can get some kind of interesting things through those decisions, but all in all, it's it's really nothing special. I think the goal was to make the game replayable, so that you'd want to go back and like do it a second time because it's so short. Um, but I I'm good. I don't feel yeah, like I need. Cares? To, I, I don't feel like I need to play it again. So anyway, uh, if you're listening to this, anybody who is talented, uh, take this concept and do a better job, and I will totally buy it. Um, yeah. But this this game is not it, it's not it, not not even a little bit. It's just it's just goofy, silly shit. I will say the ending was levels above the rest of the game, but it still wasn't very good. I I liked the I liked the idea uh, of pitting the two of us against each other. Um, there's that a, almost feels like that was the idea before they even decided to make a game. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but there's just like a when you really consider the plot about like this this uh, undercover cop who deliberately has himself put in jail so he can team up with you to assassinate a criminal overlord. Um, not, it, it doesn't make any sense uh, at well, all. I was thinking like about it, and actually game. Leo was the one who's planning to break out, so I guess he got lucky there. Yeah, that's, that's true, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see what the problem is with some a little you know, extrajudicial killing. Well, I mean, you would think that uh, if you were an undercover cop, you would have made it easier to like get broken out, or or maybe make it so the police don't like violently chase you. You you kill, uh, you know, a staggering number of policemen, um, during your escape. Uh, you do know that undercover cops aren't supposed to kill like anyone at all. Well, that he didn't explicitly, but I rode in the back of the truck while he drove and shot a bunch of people. <laughs> he we shot also him on the arm. We also did go on a murder mission to kill Harvey. Like, nobody doubted he was going to survive or be killed there. Yeah, and so, like, I I don't think police are allowed to, like, go on murder missions. (laughs) I don't know a lot about being undercover, but I feel like you don't go on a murder mission. Right. You don't get get sent to another country to kill someone there. Officially, cops aren't supposed to go on a murder mission. I think unofficially... Yeah, I think history has something has a little dirt to say about that. Well, well Harvey is a white guy, so, you know, different rules. <laughs> like, like, of all the things I've said on the podcast, uh, that one I stand behind. Yeah, actually, Michael's not wrong. Uh, Harvey's just a, 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 a guido at worst. So, I feel like the police wouldn't go out of their way to kill him. But I could but this be is wrong. like 1972, so if he's Italian, then that's like... 
Yeah, he's basically black. Yeah, that's the worst thing he could be. You're right. Okay, I take it all back. Anyway, uh, yeah. So not a great out. game. Oh wait. So, so we we talked about bad cops. Should we talk about good cops? Hey, I'm a good cop in Far Cry Five. I'm a good cop too. You're a cop. Yeah. Yeah, you're a cop. Oh. Yeah, you you're a you're a rookie cop. A rookie. So you company. are the deep state. And everyone uh, uh, <laughs> everyone lovingly calls you Rook. Everyone calls you Rook. Some some of them call you Deputy. Yeah, that's true. Some people do call you Deputy. But well, most people call you Rook. Nobody Officer. calls me by my name, which is yeah, odd. Yeah, no one no one calls me by my name either, which is Reginald. Rude. <laughs> that's why they don't call you by your name. Oh well. I feel well, like they call you Reggie. Yeah, old Reggie. Uh, my my name is Marissa. Ooh, that's I, a good one too. Yeah. Man. I play a Mexican lady in Far Cry 5. So, I I've definitely uh gotten a, a little bit further in the game and have kind of had a chance to like formulate some some closer to what I think are final opinions on yeah, the game. Some of, some of these are things that like I thought I was going to think the whole time. Um but some of them yeah, are I, are uh, some of them are, have surprised me a little bit. I I said last week that I felt like this game was like really brave, and I'm gonna walk that back and say I don't think it's very brave at all. <laughs> well, what what do you mean by that? I think the games and I, I've I, part of this is because I've seen a little bit of the ending. Um, oh, I haven't seen any of it. Okay, so and I actually I actually care about seeing it, so I don't know. Okay, so I won't I won't ruin it, but uh, I I think you've even experienced it a little bit up until this point. Um, the game kind of like, look, if you want to make a game about like a radicalized cult, I think that's great. And I think that it's a, I think it's an interesting chance for maybe you to say something about radicalization in America and the, the culture that breeds it and how we get into some of the situations that we get into. And uh, the more I play this game, the more obvious it is that they're not interested in exploring that at all, that they really want to make sure that you know that this cult is not Christian even though they've like use as much allusions to it as they can. Um, like they're obsessed with the seven deadly sins, which are a very biblical thing, but you're never going to hear them talk about Christ or, or even God for that matter. Uh, well, it strikes me that Joseph is their God. Yeah. To, to some degree, he, he kind of supplants it and, and, and is their God. Um, and, uh, so again, it's one of those things where I, I feel like they're I feel like they're doing everything they can to like court the controversy without actually doing something that will cause them like real controversy. The way you described it, fairness, it sounds very much like they want to have their cake and eat it too. They they want to get all that alt or anti alt right money, but they definitely don't want any of those guys mad at them. <laughs> right, right. But but I, I I do want to say that in all fairness, that's like been kind of the entire Far Cry franchise. Uh, no, you're you're right. Like like onward. Pagan Min is like the generic, and, and you, we kind of said this last uh, we, we said this last podcast too, which is like this one maybe just feels cheaper because it's closest to home. Whereas if I lived in Nepal, maybe I'd feel this way about Far Cry Four. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and there's a, and there's a lot to say about like Nepal and Tibet and you know a free Tibet and all that kind of stuff too that they didn't want to say. They just wanted the setting. Right, right. And so I I don't know. It it's uh it feels a lot safer than than I thought it was originally. Uh the the deeper I get into it and especially the ending, but we'll we'll save that for another day. Um so yeah, anyway, I've I've been kind of unimpressed. Oh, does it turn out you were an undercover cop the entire time? 
No, you, you're <laughs> no, you're not undercover. Now that'd be they're a twist. Like, you're like above cover. I guess. You're I right, guess. But then it turns out you were actually undercover. Well, a better twist would be that you were a cultist the whole time, and yeah, uh, be... well, it's not really the same. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think I, I understand what you're saying, and like I said last week too. I wrote an entire article on that, on how I feel like um, the Golden Path or whatever they were called kind yeah. of went with this angle, and they like kind of missed the mark. But you know, I've grown to appreciate that as what Far Cry wants to be versus what kind of uh, people want it to be. And I've, I've actually had a lot of discussions with another friend um, about how he was hoping the call was like a little more. Um, kind of race-based and like uh, racially motivated, and now it'd be more of a criticism of how you get groups like the Oregon Militia and the Westboro uh-huh. Baptist Church and all that kind of stuff. And, it, and it's not any of those things. And I, I understand, I understand what everyone is saying, um, and I've had that criticism too of Far Cry in the past. But I think at the end of the day, Far Cry is like a very simple game, and they want to just take you to a location. And make it as like extremely violent and volatile as possible, and set you there. And they take real world politics, but they don't have anything to say about them, right? Um, and, and I think that's just kind of the franchise. Yeah, go ahead. So actually, give me a, give me a second here to undermine my own point. Uh, there's a, <laughs> a a little while ago, I uh, rescued a hostage, and I uh, so I, I I killed the guy who was holding her captor. I untied her. And then she immediately ran over to the helicopter and got in the helicopter. And I was like, well, where's she going? I'll go with her. And so I got in the helicopter and rode as, and rode as her passenger. And she took up into the sky and she flew just a couple of feet away. And then she just sat there and didn't do anything. And the helicopter didn't go anywhere. And while I was trying to figure out what to do, I accidentally shot her in the head. And... Uh, <laughs> The the helicopter accidentally. Yeah, I was pushing buttons. Uh, and Waiting to see how you connect all this. So the helicopter careened to the ground and exploded and uh, and uh, uh, killed a moose. And um, <laughs> I feel like you're right to suggest that it would be silly of me to look to this game to like say something about race relations in America. Um, because that's not what it is, and, and, and that's and that's where the game excels. I've had a lot of fun just goofing off and doing ridiculous shit in this game, um, and, and I think it's really good at that. Um, and so, I mean, on, on one level, like I'm I'm just looking at it as like, well, I accept that it is what it is. But on some other level, I am a little upset that they don't have like the sack to um, to come out and and be like, hey, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think in that particular way, in terms of that, you know, it's not going to be, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, of a good comparison as to what... Here, are you, takes, I, like, I can give you one. What's, what is that? Uh, Wolfenstein. Wolf, yeah, Wolfenstein yeah, Wolfen- has very proudly taken a stance. <laughs> You're right. Wolfenstein is and, a it, and has it stopped them from putting like a, a soldier in a robot and sending him on a rampage uh, through like yeah. A, yeah. a little village? No. What, um, this is what I want to say. This is because this is what I want to say about that. Because like Wolfenstein's a great example. They have a very clear stance on like <laughs> the scenario that they put forward. Um, I think for the most part, it's not at all a. a controversial stance because it's not tibet and it's not middle america yeah uh, you know and it's not south africa so it's not you know anywhere close to um controversial 
But I, I, I understand what you're saying, that it's not, that it's toothless in kind of that way. But it like kind of goes for the throat in other ways. Like I, I and I think especially when it comes down to the villains, like these villains are a lot more intense in general than Pagan Min was. Um, and Pagan Min was fun. He was like a lot of fun. I love Pagan Min. I'm not throwing him under the bus, but you know. Um, so uh, we I, watched the. I think that's some of where my disappointment stems, though, is that Joseph Seed isn't fun like at all, and. Um... I, I, if he sorry, was but, if he was around like mean mugging the camera all the time and like but you you only even see him you almost never see him you you run into him uh, just like directly in your screen after you kill each of the bosses and that's almost the only time that you encounter him in the game whereas uh, like whereas yeah, like but, but, boss but, and pagan but, men are like there all the time disrupting you or at least getting on the radio and like talking shit. They, they are, but I, I want to say that Joseph is, like, ever-present in some other way, and this goes back to Joseph kind of being God. Like, you know everything is tied back to Joseph. And what I really like about this one is Pagan was great, but I can't name a single one of Pagan generals. Um, That's fair. I remember, the, I remember Pagan generals having, like, some cool scenes. Um, like, I remember there's the one guy where he stuffed me in his trunk and he was talking to his daughters on the phone and all that kind of stuff, but I don't remember any of their names. Um, I, I'm going to remember like Faith and John and Jacob. I'm not going to forget them anytime soon. And I think that whereas Joseph is kind of out of reach and more of a presence, which I think goes well with his godlike status, I feel like Faith and John and Jacob are a lot more in your face and like they make for great antagonists when you're trying to free their regions. I'd, I'll give you that. I think that the sub-bosses are more memorable than than the big bad for, for this particular iteration. Um, but I think that's going to kind of fall apart a little bit for me as as I go into the ending because it all builds up to like killing this guy who you really have just like heard about more than more than seen. True, that's um, true. It loses a little bit of personality in that regard. Now, having said that, like you're you're actually coming up on you. you so Jay and I were just playing together, so we got I got to like get a real good sense of where you are in the game, and uh, you you are coming up to one of the parts of the game that I will say like has some teeth uh for sure and like does some stuff that i didn't expect it to do um and so we'll have to we'll have to circle back maybe one more time once we've both finished it and see where we where we land on the story um that sounds good but right now i'm a little disappointed and i'm kind of set up for more disappointment all of that is to say that like i think it's a great game i think it's i think it's a lot of fun and i've had a blast just goofing around in it and i think the co-op worked really well i had a good time Oh, the co-op is awesome. There's like their best co-op in a Far Cry. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it works really well. Uh, it looks like you can pretty much do everything in the co-op, like all the story you missions. Could, you can do everything. Yeah, and I'm actually wondering now because like um, you know we both did John's we both assaulted John's bunker together. We did the entire John boss fight, and as I said in chat, I really hate it doing it alone. But it's a lot more fun doing it in a co-op. We did almost fly planes into each other like a, a couple times. <laughs> a couple times, but it worked out in the end. Could have been a little disastrous, uh, but yeah, it was. It, it all in all, it worked out. I I sucked John up into a propeller and then got to hear him <laughs> give a long speech before dying, and uh, that's all I can ask. Um. Yeah, I really like face introduction. I feel like that. Um, you know, when I wasn't expecting that from Far Cry in terms of faith. And, and and this is, again, why I feel like I give it a bit more credit. I feel like when it came to Amita, who, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of has some parallels to faith, when it came to her, 
the game was like very cagey and the whole thing about her turning into Osama Bin Laden was like at the very last minute because before that she was supportive and cool and your buddy and all that kind of shit and then at the very end it was like oh yeah and now she's a monster um Faith gets to that stuff like right away um she's like yeah I was a junkie and all that kind of shit and that's something I haven't it's weird because I feel like as much as Far Cry has been all for violence it doesn't touch on other issues at all um so I'm glad it's doing that a little bit here, and I guess I guess that's why I'm not quite as disappointed. But I also didn't build myself up for Far Cry Five being any kind of statement because I don't I don't expect Far Cry to be a statement at all. The next one um, can be like Afghanistan or whatever, and I still won't expect a statement. I'll expect it to be completely neutral. Um, I but you know I, I I do think I do I do think that Far Cry Five overall. Um, has like the sharpest gameplay, it's like the best looking, and it has by far the best map in the game. Um, I think we're talking about this with like the off-road vehicles, but um, vehicles are like driving at least is a lot better in Far Cry Five. Yeah, it's a lot easier it's, to get places. It's always a series where like cars are kind of shitty. And, cars are kind of uh, shitty, and and the game relies on them a lot, like every entry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the driving's definitely more of a uh, enjoyable experience this time around. Um, planes are a welcome addition, even if I think helicopters are better overall. Um, yeah, helicopters are definitely better, and helicopters have been in the series longer. It's just uh, it's just fun to create chaos. It's fun to jump out of a plane and like base jump into a, a you know the middle of an enemy base, and then watch like a, a cougar run in and mow down half of the people in there, and like. <laughs> Um, oh, and 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 uh, you reminded me seeing in the cougar. We fought something called a judge cougar. Uh, judges are like the Far Cry animal that are high in this game because there's always there are always high animals in Far Cry, um, and they create for some pretty cool like mini bosses. I think this one turned into turkeys. The, yeah, the cougar turned into turkeys, and there's a moose that turns into a bear while you fight it. Um, that sounds like Montana to me. Are we still talking about the same game? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, we are. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. And, and uh, I, I don't know how much uh, uh, Montana is hunting and fishing country, but there's a lot of hunting and fishing to do in Far Cry, assuming something's not trying to kill you. So I thought, I thought I'd take a second to uh, uh, I thought I'd take a second to address the Montana Defense Force uh, from last week because I feel like I feel like we picked on old Montana a little bit, um, and so I want to go back and just clarify. Uh, if you drive 30 miles outside of Salt Lake City, you can find an exact recreation of the Far Cry 5 map, uh, including the people, uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> so this game could just as easily be anywhere. And actually, I don't even feel like anybody ever says the word Montana in the game. Uh, no, they don't. I don't think, it, not, I don't think it's yet. come up once. So... I, I know in the presser but, but, material, it very clearly states that that's where it takes place, but it's incidental. This could take place anywhere that looks nice and has hillbillies living in it. Well, I mean, it's, and again, it's, it's, it, that's Far Cry being like vague again. You have these locations that are quite clearly a specific place, and then they're very, they get very vague. Even the details, I think, of the landscape are vague because someone. I, I read online once that someone broke down, I forget the name of the location of Far Cry 4, but they broke down like the location 
a Far Cry 4, and they were like, well, it has characteristics from here, but the people are more like from here. And it was just a whole bunch of, like, South Asian culture shoved together. So that's the same thing in Far Cry 5. You know, um, um, actually, speaking of, speaking of, like, teeth in games uh, and the lack thereof, this does remind me of something that I wanted to mention about A Way Out. Um, there is a fucking stupid segment... <laughs> Uh, where you 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 chase down this guy you're trying to get information from, uh, because you uh, because you you need to, he's like the only one who knows where Harvey is, and so you chase him through his construction site. He almost kills you multiple times. Like he comes at you with an axe. Like he uh, unabashedly tries to murder you in order to not release Harvey's location to you. But you finally catch him and you tie him to a chair and you're alone with him in this construction site, and you decide to torture him to get the information from him. Um, and all you do when you torture him is you literally get like a nail gun and you just like shoot it close to his face. And he's like, ah, I'm not scared of that. And so then you get like a hammer and you like swing the hammer near him. And he's like, he's like, ah, I'm not scared of that. And you basically just keep having these, these, this like escalating series of you showing him like a dangerous tool, like you're going to threaten him with it and him knowing that you're not going to. Um, and it's just it's dumb as hell. Like it made me think of dumb. it made me think of like GTA. The game is so afraid of making one of the characters do something bad, like like kill someone, because then you'd think well, you think less can't, of them. You can't do that in a game like that. Well, and it makes more sense when you know that one of them's an undercover cop by the end. But uh, even so, well, one of them isn't. Yeah, one of them isn't, and he's very <laughs> he's very willing to kill this cop uh, by the end of the, the of the game. Um, and so it's just it it's so goofy. Both Michael and I were just sitting there laughing at it the entire time that we were doing it. So, but, but so, hold on, I, I, about I, Far Cry Five. Whereas, well, so torture comes up a lot in Far Cry Five, and it does, and it does, to and to Far Cry Five's credit, you, when you get tortured in that game, it's for real. Like they're torturing people. It's, it's real brutal too, like real brutal torture, especially John. John, John loves his torture. Um, that's the section we. That's another section we just got done playing. Yeah, we, um, just, we just watched some pretty heavy torture. There was some pretty heavy torture. Yeah, the torture is hardcore. I, I want to mention in Far Cry Five because I, you know, I don't think we we cannot mention like the most fun parts of the game. And we were talking about the torture this on the podcast. Well, there's. The, there's freeing outpost, which I think is fun, and that's always been like a highlight of Far Cry to me. Um, going in and taking all these crazy approaches to like taking over um, outposts, and like the outposts in this game are just normal all-American locations. Like one second you're going to be freeing up a truck stop, the next second you're going to go and be up like a summer camp and an, an um, orchard, and an orchard, and uh, and when you do it, you get like this little celebratory. Uh, scene of, of good old fashioned Americans coming in and taking the place back. And, yeah, they're they're like they're like it looks like something out of like a labor commercial. Like they're 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 rolling like a tire across the field together, and then like and while two people in the background like clink beer bottles together as they watch them. Yeah, yeah, the way like the American flag. Every, every, everyone yeah, everyone flag. is draped in an American flag. Every single person. Amazing. So I love that. And then we were also talking about the. Um, um, shit! What are they called? The stashes that you go off and find. Yeah, they're they're actually. I'd I'd say they're the best part of the game and, and new yeah. to the new to the series as well. They're they're kind of like they're kind of like the um the tombs and Tomb Raider in like the new Tomb Raider games. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, so they're like they're like this 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 
this puzzle that that takes some doing and all that. And they're they are a lot of fun. Um, and there's tons of them. It's not like there are only six like in Tomb Raider. No, there's they're they're all fun. over the place. I was actually really surprised how many there are because they're all so well designed. Um, yeah. and, and they all kind of have like themes. And so like there's there's one that you go into where uh, the guy left a note like, oh, man, I, I I turned my house into a haunted house. And he's like, walk through it if you dare. <laughs> and so like you have to figure out how to get the power turned on to the house and then and then like walk through his like makeshift haunted house. This shit jumps out at you. And it, it's it's goofy and, and a little funny. And, uh, but but they all work really well. Um, yeah, they work well. The platforming is a lot better in this one. Than it wasn't for, and that helps with the proper stashes as well. Some of them are, some of them are have, have like taken me a little bit of thought too. Like they're all perfectly balanced in the sense that like I never got stuck, but uh, there's definitely been some moments where I had to like really sit down and think and like follow a wire and figure out where it went and yeah, um, you know that that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're very rewarding to do too. They're like some of the most rewarding things in the game. So yeah, there's, yeah. There's good incentive to do them. Yeah, they give you a lot of perks and uh, a lot, a lot of different skills and stuff like that. So, um, it's been a while since I played a game that had a, a, as much like goofing off as this one does. I, I feel like Grand Theft Auto, uh, by by nature of like taking place in a civilized city, doesn't really. I, I don't. I don't dick around as much as I do in a game like Far Cry, where and and so that 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 takes me back to like why I play the. Um... Or why I discovered I should play the Far Cry games because I would, as I was playing four, uh, the story definitely disappointed me. Um, except when it came to Peyton Man, but there was like just a lot of fun to be had in general. Like it, it was a real open world sandbox. And then I tried playing Grand Theft Auto Five again recently, like straight forward, like a straight playthrough. And I realized actually, as like cinematic and and like. Um, and well done as that was, there was there were a lot of like restrictions on what you could do, um, and Far Cry Five just like blows that way way open again. It's you're like, you're yeah, never I, I, you're I, never worried about like getting stars and being chased <laughs> by the police or anything like right. that. Right, and so yeah. it's, it's very free. Like if you want to just throw an explosive in the middle of a town, like go ahead and do that. In, in fact, <laughs> uh, yourself out. just now Jay was talking to some woman and getting information <laughs> from her, and I just ran over and shot her in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing that I heard about this Far Cry is that the AI is super aggressive. Is it more aggressive than another Far Cry, or is is it just like Jay didn't agree with me? I thought it was. Uh, I I thought it was pretty. Like like I said, if you if you go anywhere and hold still, a truck will come up and people will flood out and attack you. Like it, it kind of depends on like how how free the region is. Um, That's true. The regions start like pretty easy and then as you antagonize the boss um they'll send more shit after you when it gets a lot harder and then once you totally free it then you know you're free a, to wander it, wherever and have fun it lightens up a little bit but uh i would say that uh no matter where you are the roads are never safe like if you stand in the road you'll someone will come by and attack you <laughs> i mean this is also like normally how far cry goes so it's not yeah. any more aggressive than no, any other. I, I, I don't think so. I, no. I, I think it, like I said, I think it depends on your progress in the region. I think it'll. I think if you're like at level three in a region and haven't beaten the boss yet, you're going to get your shit fucked up all the time, it, and there'll be like planes in the sky looking to gun you down. Um, but like if you're level one or if you clear the boss, then you know it's not any 
any worse than like Far Cry 4 or Far Cry 3. It has, it has ruined little moments for me where I'll be like, in fact, Jay and I walked through like this really like serene canyon earlier tonight. Uh, and uh, I've, I've, I've done this before where I like walked through like a really beautiful area and I saw like a guy fishing and I went over and he, he was like a shop. So I went over and bought some stuff from him. And, and you kind of sit there and like admire the beauty of nature. And then you pan over to the left and like over the cliff, you see like a truck on fire uh, <laughs> and it, it like sails off just, just, just like feet away and explodes. And like the, the tire, sh- the wreckage shoots over and knocks the guy you were buying stuff from over. And uh, so like, there's just, there's, there's not a lot. There's these like moments of peace and they're almost immediately punctuated by uh, something going terribly wrong. I right. kind of love it because that's like that's like Far Cry to me. That's like you sure. have like these beautiful, these beautiful like natural locations, and then something horrific happens. And I, I my favorite moment tonight, you know, one of my favorite moments was, um, you know, there's a statue of Joseph in the middle of um, of this place, right, in the middle of this county, and it like mirrors the statue of, like Jesus uh, that's in Rio. And was like, yeah, was like, we can go blow that up. And I'm like, okay, cool. So let's go blow it up. And we destroy it. So we utterly destroy it. And we're killing guys like left and right. And we climb up the statue and we look out at like, like this Montana landscape. And I'm like, Hey, look at all the stuff that's on fire. <laughs> yeah. There's just, there's, like, there's just fires everywhere. Chad's like, yeah, I didn't notice that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. So, um, that that is that is the Far Cry Five experience. I mean, if 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 what is represented in Far Cry happened in modern day America, like it would it would almost certainly be like it would be on the on the national news all the time, and like we we would have the military there, and like it it could it could never occur. It would be it would be tremendous. It would be nonstop <laughs> national news that you'd be seeing. Um, but uh, I, I, I think they did their best in trying to explain it away. But it's yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, they, they do. They, they try to cartoon. They try to drop <laughs> some hints about the government being like, the government doesn't care about this. And like you, no one dares challenge us. And uh, but but yeah, I mean, the, the truth of it is, is if it was really happening, holy <laughs> shit, like, it's, yeah, uh, there are some places in the world where it it can happen like that, but uh, and is happening like that. Yeah, like like my, Mexico is a great place for the next Far Cry. There you go. That's uh, more but... likely than this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm really I'm really happy with it so far on multiple levels. I think sometimes um, some of the more vehicle oriented quests get a little annoying, but other than that, I'm really enjoying this game. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. I'd I'd recommend it, uh, especially if you've been away from the series for a little bit. Uh, this is this is maybe a good one to like get you back into it. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think I think um, I like four. I, I think I'm liking five more. I might like five better than four. Um, hate it, primal, but that that was like just had all sorts of problems. It doesn't but count. That that five five actually does um, take some of the mechanics from primal and makes them like. Good, good, and useful. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so there's at least that. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's. Uh, I don't know. Anything else stick out to you about it, or? No, I think I talked about everything. Let's say. Yeah, that's pretty sizable. So Michael, I'm sorry for all the things we said about Montana. <laughs> it's a. All right. It's a. It's a rich and beautiful land, and uh, we won't. We won't speak ill of it again. As long as you're sorry. Yeah. A lot very, of farms. 
A lot of farms. Lot of farms. Yeah, what's with you guys in farms? Chill out, all right? Well, fair enough. Let's relax. I'm sorry. Um, sorry about our farms. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, as far as uh, podcasts go, I think uh, I was saying that we'll, we'll probably be out next week. Uh, we'll actually probably be out for two weeks. Uh, so I'm aiming to start us back up on the 24th and uh, and continue from there. So uh, just plan on that. I am going to put together a collection of pre-shows. So if you're a subscriber on our Patreon, you will get something to listen to uh, next week instead of nothing. But uh, if you're a normal person, then to hell with you. So anyway. We'll actually be meeting with one of our many Patreon supporters. Oh, in Japan? Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Nice. I'll have Hito. to I'll have to get them some kind of gift and buy. Like, what could what what could can I get here in America that they can't get there? How about a Dr Pepper? A nice cold Dr Pepper. Hey, can, can you guys Dr. like Pepper. bring me back like a bowl of a bowl of ramen? A bowl of ramen? Yeah, oh, I'll bring like, you back many bowls of ramen. Like go into but, like uh, a ramen I, shop and get a bowl and carry it all the way back to America? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. I feel like that's impractical. I'll figure it out. All right, we'll say that. I'll do my best. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that I'll be coming back from this country with a bunch of bullshit that I don't need in my bag. So uh, it's entirely it's entirely possible that a bowl of ramen will will be one of those things. I'm uh, good. See how things go. Um, but hey, if you enjoyed our podcast today, I would highly suggest that you go check out our Facebook and Twitter. We're the Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, we'll see you back here in a couple weeks. And I think with that, we're out. Brothers marching, but you can't speak your truth. Let the water wash away your sins. Oh, if your mother was a screamer and your father ruled with this, let the water wash away your sins. And if you're thinking about the highway and you're looking at your wrist, let the water wash away your sins. Let the water wash away your sins Let the water wash away your sins Now that this whole world is ending A new one begins Let the water wash away your sins Let the water wash away your sins Let the water wash away your sins Now that this whole world is ending A new one begins let the water wash away your sins. I just realized that Far Cry has a Doug Daddy simulation quest. I what what, what happens in that? Um, it's exactly as it sounds like. You gotta you gotta get a woman to the clinic to help deliver a baby. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I what does that have to do with Doug? Doug is gonna have to know. Doug is gonna have to drive a woman to a clinic to have a baby and hopefully not die in the process or explode. But that's that's Man, that you, have to, you have to try not to explode in the process. Damn an airplane, like an airliner, like we're talking like a a, a seven forty seven falls out the sky while you're trying to get this woman to the hospital. Well good luck, Doug. <laughs> that that's gonna be a pretty exciting Monday. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not how it goes for you, but I guess you never know. I feel you like guys... you could just drive. You're not that far away, but... I guess that's true. IMC's pretty close. 
I'm gonna I, I'm gonna leave this in so Doug gets something to say on the podcast. <laughs> I, I had no zingers today. That's ah, all right. Every day is gonna be different. And actually, you know what? One more one more stray Far Cry thought. Uh, the soundtrack is fucking great. Oh, it is amazing. I love it. I, I didn't know I could like gospel music and Christian rock this much. So they recorded they recorded ten like country hick songs. Uh, and they're all about like the cult and they have really creepy lyrics and I've left them playing in my car a couple times and people who got in are like, what the fuck is this? Like, are you like, are you okay? Like what's going on? Cause it's, it's singing about like letting the water wash away your sins and like praising the father. And it's very culty sounding. They're actually, they're actually church hymns. They're not, they are, they are church hymns. We mix church hymns and and that's what makes it like so much better yeah Yeah, so what's interesting is they have they have three versions each song uh so it has like the country uh like rock station version and then it has a choral version and then it has like a reimagined like uh empty space uh rock kind of thing i'm trying to think of what the right term for it is but um so there's actually four albums in the far cry soundtrack uh, there's wow. all, there's all the different reimaginings of the songs, and then there's uh, there's just one piece that's just uh, all instrumental tracks. Um, so it's really well done, and uh, and oddly enough, will will almost certainly get stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I a lot I, of it. Think, uh, uh, a lot of it calls back to Justified a little bit. Has a soundtrack oh, very shit, similar. You're right, it does. Yeah, yeah, some very similar music to that. So anyway, now if you enjoyed our podcast today, go go do our thing or whatever. Uh, yeah, like you got a whole bonus podcast. You got exactly. a little, you got a little bonus podcast. So uh, there you go. You're welcome. I'm glad Sounds I- like it might also be the last time you hear from Doug. That's true. Doug's about to become a dad. Doug, it's true. Say your goodbye or, or to blow up in a plane. Say goodbye to the listeners. Uh, well, listeners and podcast guests, I wish I could say it's been fun, but. It really wasn't. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Doug. Fuck you too, Doug. Bye, Doug. Off into the sunset he goes. Oh, Doug, we hardly knew ye. He's just going to have a kid. I know. Yeah. yeah li- life ends summer. when you have a kid. We don't, know how, we don't know how you do it, Lucio. We marvel at you all the time. Yeah, but Lucio's kids are like a good enough age when he came, when he came on the podcast. Like Doug's is Doug's going to be. What are you talking about? My my daughter was born while I was in the podcast. Yeah, but you also had like practice with two other. Yeah, you really should have been there for it. Like you weren't. (laughs) Yeah, you weren't like on the podcast when the daughter came out, right? (laughs) Of course I was. (laughs) Someone had to talk about pillars of eternity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, he postponed the podcast a day so it would take place on while his baby was being born. Well, that was really that was really (laughs) sweet of you. All those loud sounds. All the loud sounds were in the uh, delivery room. Like, uh, shut up. Stop screaming. It can't hey, hurt that bad. God damn it. Uh, no, no one asked my, my question. What happened to Doug? Did, I mean, not Doug. Did Trevor, did someone eat him? Uh, no, Trevor joined a uh, Heroes of the Storm League. Uh, <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I don't know uh, if you're serious or not. No, I'm being, I'm being serious. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, he'll he'll still he'll still come back every now and then, but it sounds like they meet on Tuesday night, so it eats uh, up it eats up a portion of that for him. I'm gonna end the podcast now. I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put all of this after the credit music, and like one person's gonna listen to it. <laughs>